Well, I'm Paul Ayers, the fifth professional one. Welcome to another episode of the Margin Max Minute. As always, I appreciate you joining me today. To start out 2024, I thought we all are after trying to increase our margins. And one way to do that is to consider cost reduction strategies. So I'm going to start out these first 10 Margin Max Minutes of 2024, going over a different cost reduction strategy or genre, if you will, over time during this first quarter of 2024. In the format of the Margin Max Minute, we will not be doing a deep dive, but what you'll find consistently is you'll get enough nomenclature and ideas where you can go do some web searches and find out for yourself what these concepts are and apply them to your particular circumstance. Now, some of these are going to be more applicable in certain contexts than others, but for the most part, every single concept or subconcept that I go over in these first 10 margin max minutes of 2024 are going to be applicable to service businesses and manufacturing businesses. And what we want to do is include in those also extended businesses. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is there really isn't a business design that can't benefit from the application of these concepts, if not an outright implementation of a major initiative in your organization. So I'm excited to start this out and also want to remind you in the format of the Margin Max Minute, we won't be doing a real comprehensive look at these, but rather introducing the concepts. In future podcasts for the Fit Professional One, it's quite possible we'll be talking about these, and if not, having some guests in that can help us as well. Today, we're going to start out with the first of these cost reduction strategies, and that is to consider process improvement or lean process design. There are a plethora of techniques, software, methodologies that fall under these particular headings, and I encourage you again to go look those up. Today, we're going to talk about just two to introduce this. One is from the 1970s, originally coined by Toyota, just-in-time manufacturing is typically dealing with inventory optimization. Now, you might be thinking, I'm in a service business. I really don't have inventory. I'm going to give you an example in a minute that I think will open your thinking a little bit and get you brainstorming on applications, even if you are in a service business that doesn't include inventory. So simply put, just-in-time is aligning your material suppliers or your vendors to produce your raw products in terms of work and process inventory to make your product and service just-in-time, thereby lowering inventory levels, which is thereby the number one advantage of just-in-time methodology. By having less inventory, we are actually tying up less capital in our organizations and creating opportunity for investment elsewhere. So it has a huge positive impact in that manner. It will also improve efficiencies. It will also reduce waste and impact your financials in a very positive way by the lower inventory and the lower time it typically takes. Okay, some of the cons, if you will, from just-in-time inventory is that our forecasts have to be quite good because we have to communicate with our vendors regarding what might happen. They may not have just-in-time principles in terms of their operations, so they're going to end up having to likely carry some inventory to be ready for our demand. And that actually couples back into what we do because we don't necessarily go to 
zero inventory or just-in-time inventory, but we lower the amount that we take to a level that we consider a safety stock, if you will. Essentially, by this, we mean that we have a minimum level of inventory to cover the period from when we order new inventory to the point when it arrives at our plant to execute on the job that we're going to do. Another downside of this particular approach is essentially inherent in market fluctuations. If you're in a position where you can enjoy steady demand of your product or service, just in time is going to work a little bit better for you. You're going to be able to squeeze more efficiencies and cost reduction out of it. Where you have very volatile and unpredictable demand, it's going to be more difficult. The net impact is essentially going to have you increase your safety stock to cover that time from the order to getting more supplies so you can handle that essentially spike in demand that in a volatile market is bound to happen to you. The second technique and final one we're going to cover today is this concept of agile manufacturing. What does agile mean? It essentially means we break down our manufacturing process into smaller parts because they become more manageable. I want you to think in terms of component manufacturing. It's more like a job shop with tool centers. Some of these concepts are classic industrial engineering techniques used for many decades. What we want to do is apply process centers, if you can, to various aspects. Think more in line of having tools that you can use as needed, as opposed to specific process design that you need to follow sequentially, regardless of what order comes in the door. Obviously, one of the huge benefits of agile approach and agile thinking is flexibility in manufacturing. So if you are more of a customizer shop where you have the ability to customize orders or add a bunch of features, Agile is probably going to fit you a little bit better and produce more gains. Some of the advantages of Agile would be actually to make you more competitive. If you are more flexible in terms of what you can do for customers, you're going to be able to solve more problems for them. A second benefit to Agile should be to reduce lead times because you're going to be able to follow only those processes that are needed to produce that product or service. And lastly, and again, we essentially are able to increase efficiencies just like our lean thinking that we did before. One of the biggest roadblocks in Agile is actually to create the kind of mindset that you need to apply those principles. Rather than continuous manufacturing, where we essentially have more of an assembly line type thinking or fixed process that we're going to follow, now we have a product or service that comes in that may not hit every single station that we have to process or facilitate or manufacture or serve whatever we're talking talking about. I want to end this particular segment with the idea of 3D printing. And the reason I think this is applicable is if we think in terms of digital inventory, I think that's just brilliant. Now, if you're a manufacturer and your facility can allow 3D printing and you have the right capacity with the right lead times of 3D printing, you can actually manufacture a part only when that part's needed. Not to mention the flexibility of bringing in different digital inventories into your operation so you only print or thereby have have the inventory that you need very close just in time to when it's needed in the part, the service, or the machine, or the product that's going out the door. 
This also applies to service businesses. And for instance, an engineering company that is used to doing a particular service that might be an environmental level one assessment of a piece of property. What I know about that industry is over time, they develop deliverables in terms of forms and reports, processes in terms of what actually has to be done in terms of basic level environmental assessments, all the way through finding particular and recurring problems, which they can create again forms and deliverables for the customer. What essentially happens is these forms and processes are a form of digital inventory, if you will, that can be pulled out and applied. So most of us in the service business have this opportunity to really think in terms of digital inventory as a way of facilitating lean manufacturing and agile systems, whether we're in service or product manufacture. If you have any questions or you want to talk more about these concepts, please contact me at my website, thefitprofessional1.com, and I'll be happy to schedule a no-charge consult to see if I can help you add value and actually bring home those cost reduction strategies for 2024. Okay, the next Marjorie Max Minute, please tune in. The next thing we're going to talk about is energy efficiency programs as cost reduction strategies. So again, as always, thank you for listening. I would appreciate a like and sharing this to anybody you think can benefit from this. Thanks for joining me. It's time to get to work.